ABC's Clayton Sandell is in Los Angeles with more on this superhero beloved by so many. Good morning, Clayton. Hey, good morning, guys. You know, no offense to the Keaton, the Bale, or the Affleck Batman, but for fans of a certain age, even in reruns, Adam West was the caped crusader. Take my bat radio. He was best known as TV's Batman. Batman to Coast Guard. With that unmistakable voice. It's a low neighborhood and unforgettable charm. You interest me, strangely. Adam West rocketed to global fame, portraying the caped crusader on the ABC series from 1966 to 68. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Between movies and animation spin-offs, West holds the record for the most on-screen appearances as Batman 156 times. To the Batmobile. West finally got his Hollywood star 40 years after the original Batman series ended. Born in Walla Walla, Washington, William West Anderson led a career that spanned TV, radio, and movies over seven decades, beginning as an announcer on Armed Forces Radio. The Pentagon tweeting he was our hero long before the cape. In this 2006 interview, West was asked how he'd like to be remembered. As someone who just brought in what he could, and because of the blessings of timing and whatever, did something worthwhile. Later in his career, the pop culture icon reached a younger generation with his distinctive voice, appearing as himself in The Simpsons. Pure West. In The Fairly Odd Parents as Catman. You're a disease and Catman is the cure. And in Family Guy as the lunatic mayor named Adam West. I was trying to gain superpowers. But he never seemed to mind that he'll always be known as the defender of Gotham. Adam West was 88 years old. His family says he died after a short battle with leukemia. They have not yet announced any plans for a public memorial. Dan, Paula. Coming to you live from the studios of WPPMLP 106.5 FM Philly, Camden. Holler if you hear me. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, 
Welcome to a indeed very special edition of Black Tribbles Prime. Yeah, yeah, bop, bop, bop. yeah, yeah. Flat, flat goes the wing of the night. My name is Len, aka the Bat Tribble, and as always, I'm joined in the studio by. Just convince your mom to buy me some new socks. I'm gonna take her out. We're just gonna walk around. It's all right. It's good. It's your boy Jay Rich, the Spider Dribble. Yo, I got them throwback bars. I'd be coming back at you like my name was Lars. What's up? It's your girl Kennedy, also known as that Mikey chick, also known as Mjolnir Triple, better known as the Storm Triple. What's up? What's good? How y'all feeling? Summer in the city, and yes, I'm sitting pretty, but the grind is every day. But you ain't exhausted every avenue if you ain't getting it every way. If you go and do it for free, then you might as well get paid for it. Because when, when one hand continuously washes the other, we all can pay it for it. It's the legend. I rock the symbol, keep your bucking at my chest. Rock the microphone, I do it at the best. Had a loss in this week, I don't know what to say. All I can tell you is rest in peace to Adam West. It's your man, our son, the voice of reason. Super triple in the jerk. We are remembering Adam West, ladies and gentlemen, and helping us do it in style. We've got two of our favorite triples in the building. Go ahead, introduce yourselves. I got peas on my head, but don't call me a peas head. <laughs> Yo, it's intern triple. What's good, y'all? Nice to be back. Happy to cruise all here. Gang, gang, gang. We can we just rock out with the Kamehameha Waves. It's the graduate of the Kamehameha, the Super Saiyan Triple, a.k.a. Swole Brother Number 1. And just so you know, if your girl gets me a gift on Father's Day, it's because she calls me Poppy. Okay. What? Yo, Steezy, though! That is rude. <laughs> <laughs> Young boy, steezy. Oh, Lord. When the heck did that happen? Oh, Lord. Hanging out with intern Triple a little See? bit. Man. Yeah, right? Goodness. That sounds like some of his party games. Lord Jesus. All right. All right. Well, yes. Heavens. Wow. How do, how do, how yeah, do, follow that. Follow that. Follow that. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I mean, we could jump into some news, some nerd news. I, besides, I love you, Len. <laughs> What, Jay? I just want to talk about this E3 that just happened, man. Yeah. Really? All right, so talk you know, about gaming. it. What, what, like, what, what, what? Like, 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 none of y'all really was peeping E3? Like, no, uh, hun. You are our gamer aficionado. Wow. This, All right. is, this is your court, your ball of wax. All right, so this Not is. Not wax. 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 With a wax. 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 <laughs> Um, I, I was just real hype about all the announcements for new games. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, nothing mm-hmm. really. I there was like I guess one new system was the Xbox X, one X, Xbox One X, whatever. It's stupid. I don't care. Um, Whoa! But I <laughs> show us I, how you really feel. Yeah, right. Um, I was really hype uh, about uh, the new la- um, la- uh, They talked about sort of talked about Last of Us. They hinted at it. Um, they talked about this new Dragon Ball Z game that is amazing. It looks like a cartoon. It's blowing my mind. I've, I've been watching videos of it. It's called Dragon Ball Fighters Z. I mean, it's done by the people who did the the, the Guilty Gear game that's that's been out that looks like hand drawn animation, but it's all three D models. 
And I've never seen a Dragon Ball Z game look so much like the cartoons got my mind blown. Does it take the whole game to fight one battle like the movie? Ooh, shots fired. No, no, yeah, actually, right? no, not at all. It Probably plays like a lot like the, the popular Marvel vs. Capcom games. It's a 2D fighter, well, technically 2.5D because they use 3D models. Mm. Um, but it's just, technology is just dope right now. They got new Sonic games coming out. I'm excited about that. Oh, like yeah, Sonic. more Sonic? Yeah, he's just running. He's still running. Has anybody called him yet? No, no, no one called him. He's still running. But they added something that like fans, like uh, hardcore Sonic fans, have been wanting for years because they make like fan fictions of the Sonic universe. There's like a whole like cult of it. Really? Like Sonic is huge in in, in the fan communities. Like they make their own like, oh, this is you know, bubonic the hedgehog or whatever. Like or just like whatever. <laughs> They're always different colors, different types of animals. Now they created a system where. You can customize and make your own Sonic character and play as that character through the game. So it's like it's kind of like the DC no, Universe I Online, that, yeah. but for Sonic fans. So you can make your own hero All and right. play through it, and you play along with the old school Sonic, the little short chubby one from like the Genesis days. Yeah, yeah, that and was then the you can also play alongside with uh, the current like taller like you know, Dragstar. New, yeah. Long leg Sonic. <laughs> I would like to see somebody do. Did you ever see Marcus Williams' uh, Sonic the Human Jaws? Yeah. The cat that did uh, uh, Tuskegee Airs. He yeah, did he did a whole line run of them. He, of yeah. Sonic the Human. Yo, those things are bananas. Yo, that Knuckles was fire. That, you're right. Had, like locks. That, like, yo, it, it, Sonic it was... the Human, his whole line of Jones is hot, dude. I would love to see them be like, yeah, all right, here, here's some money. Right. We'll put these in the game, too. That yeah, would be there, hot. There was just a, it was just like a, a lot of just dope technology. A lot of, like, um, they showed. The new Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, and I thought it was dope. I'm getting to that, but that Spider-Man game, <laughs> I never, I, I literally cried watching the game. Oh, my like, God. Here we go. No, it is the, it, it looks like the perfect Spider-Man game. It's They've done this before, like, tried to make full scale of New York City, but this is, like, full scale New York City. You could, like, crash. There was a couple scenes they showed them crashing through, like, like buildings and you're just running through offices and then you just jump through another office window and like you're taking a helicopter moving. you just keep it moving and you can like run and parkour through traffic like it's just like endless like you i was oh and they're using real physics where the webs only connect to something like you can't just in the other games you can just web up and just I never understood where he was shooting the web just like oh. in the 60s cartoon like you would frame. travel he just be right down the, down the middle of the street like whatever yeah, you were like, what, he's what above all the he's buildings, but just yeah. Remember that in the cartoons, he'd be webbing down down the street. You'd be like, what is he connecting to? Because he's above that. the buildings. Batman animation got guilty of that sometimes too. You'd be like, what yeah, is this grappler really? Attached yeah, like to? he'd be like, like all right, I'm on the ground. Ooh, I'm all the way up here now. You're like, <laughs> like, what I'm, did you grab onto? Just like, stop asking questions. How did you not scrape against this building I'm on the Batman. way out? Stop asking questions. <laughs> How did you get it perfectly in the right amount of without brick? looking? Without looking and not put it through somebody's window, like I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I was just about <laughs> to Batman. say that. I'm, like, I'm Batman. <laughs> Batman. But like they they actually created a physics system where like the webbing has to connect to like a building or a surface for you to create momentum to oh. swing through the city. I was like, and they actually added some stuff from the new Homecoming thing. Like in the trailers, you know how he had those like weird web bombs. Like he shot the little pellet, yeah, 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 and then it shot the dude across yeah. the room and webbed him against the wall. That's in the game. 
And I was just like, that's dope. Because like you can sit there and, and it plays kind of like the Arkham game. So you can go in and stealth and just take out a whole bunch of people. And then then it's also open world. So I was like, oh, this is too much. All right, that sounds kind of <laughs> yeah. And then, and that spider suit is probably the coolest Spider-Man suit I've ever seen, hands down. That sounds kind of hot. And that's the Spider-Man Definitely. suit from the from Homecoming, right? No, they made a because they this, made a whole new they, one. They, for this Spider-Man game. game has no ties to anything. Yeah. They wanted to make a standalone Spider-Man project, and the suit has like a big white spider that yeah. like latches on yeah. the side, and then he has like these fighter gloves on the on his hand, these white fighter gloves. But it's still the red and blue suit, but it has like it's like a mix of everything, like every mm. Spider-Man, because the white spider is kind of like Venom's spider a little bit. So it, it's, it's just. It's dope. It, I, I'm, I can't wait. When does that come out? Is that a they, they Christmas? Didn't even, they didn't even announce. They were just like, here's like 20 minutes of gameplay. And I was like, I'm going to just keep watching it for the next two days. Well, <laughs> it should definitely come out sometime near the movie. Like, you know. Nah, because the movie comes out next month. month. Yeah. No, I, it ain't yeah, coming it's out. Not it's not new. No, it's nowhere near that. New. Nah, that, E3 is usually like a year like, in advance. They'll say like at least six months. Yeah, they'll say a lot of stuff that they announce. They'll say like holiday season. That's what I figured, yeah. like around Christmas. Yeah, or if not early 2018. I think it said early 2018. Well, thank you very much for that E3 report, Jay Rich, the Spider Tribble. I'm sorry, I've been nerding in quietly in my. It's okay, let it out, man. That's all right, man. Let it loose. I was music nerding this morning. What were you music nerding about? Yo, dude, the Roots' new album is going to be produced by by Salam Remy and Knife Wonder. Yo, I, I I almost made love to my couch. It was that bad. I was like, "Oh my lord, are you kidding me?" I, I was there. Like, I no, that. no. <laughs> I, and now I have to wait for this thing. Now, for people who may not be hip hop heads, why is this such an epic thing? Um, because Salam Remy and and Knife Wonder, uh, two of the best positions in the game. Uh, producer wise and you know it's the roots so you know you just just know there's no bad things and that black thought is involved in and you know black thought and knife on the track just okay fine i'll just you can just play that at my funeral i'm good whatever it is i don't care what it is i know it's gonna be dope so i'm here with you you and i yeah. are in our own little nerd worlds and i like that you see that big boy video i didn't see that yet i heard it's a, I heard the, you know, i heard that album was really good I heard a big boy album is very dope. All right. Well, that's our E3 gaming and music report, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you enjoyed that. Those reports are brought to you by WPPMLP, People Power Media. Those are the people bringing you that media report. So, Batman, Adam West. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Too proud to say that I shed a tear when I heard that Adam West had passed away. The, I was surprised that he was 88 years old. I, like, wow. That's, yeah. My man's been in the game. He's been in the game for, for a minute. For a minute. But the, the reason why I was so surprised is, like, just like they said, he's been doing voices. He's been basically been making the bo- his bones the last 20 years as a voice actor. In the last 17 years on Family Guy. And he sounds just like he did in the 60s. So I didn't even think he was like 80-something years old. It's like, yeah, he sounds like he's... Yeah, you're not thinking that was like 40 you're, years you're, ago. Yeah, you're not thinking like yeah. he's old. You're just like, oh, it's Adam West. Yeah, you know? And he was 88 years old, but um, gone, still gone too soon. The I, I think probably more so than any other actor, 
he is the one that is most seen as the Batman, even though it was from the 60s. I know there are other people, there are people that will rep for, you know, Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy may be the voice of the Batman, right? And there's no mistake. And, and the written bat. And the right. If when you're reading Batman, you're probably hearing Kevin mm-hmm, Conroy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you just ask for, but if you saw Kevin Conroy walking down the street, you're not going to say, "Hey, that's Batman." I mean, I, okay, you would. I would. The average person is not the, gonna, the average person is not going to say that. They're going to say that if it's Adam West. They're not going to say that. If, they're not going to say that about George Clooney. They're not going to say that about Val Kilmer. They may say that. Might about, say about Keaton. Maybe Bale. Maybe. Yeah, Bale. They, um, Bale, they might only because he's so recent. But and because he didn't alter anything and from one to the other except the voice. I'm throwing shade, my bad. Go ahead. But Adam West is like eternally <laughs> <is laughs> the Batman. And for many people, because of how many uh, years this show was in syndication, he is the Batman that more than one generation, probably the last three generations, has grown up with. In one one way or another, like I saw him in syndication. Randy and Jay saw him in syndication, and so yeah. did the two. So did you two? No, no, I didn't see him like on TV. Definitely I had to like didn't. go on Netflix and watch like the old Batman really? movie really? to see him and Catwoman and the Riddler and go down to Pier with the big bomb. Like I had to go and look look for that. Like that didn't just come. I remember on. that being on no. TV. That was on TV all the time. Wait, which one? Okay, not my TV. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know. y'all's TV, possibly, but, yeah, I've seen that, but, no, that didn't, like, it wasn't, like, a regular weekly that I watched. Like, I went back and watched it, like, oh, what is this? Let me me take a look at this. This is going to be fun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was weird, but it was fun. It was a kick. Poor, sad childhoods that you did not grow up with, with Adam West and Burt Ward. Nope, sure didn't. And Aunt Harriet. <laughs> Holy graded metal Batman. We I I grew up on the, the homage to the references towards. Yes, yes, you yes, know. Yes. But certainly not something I've witnessed firsthand. Well, I witnessed it firsthand. And so did Randy. How did you how did you first get introduced to Adam West's Batman? Yeah, I just remember it being on TV, man, and just loving like I used to love the intro, like watching that part, and then every now and again. Batgirl will be on the episode, and her motorcycle will just drive by. You'd be like, "Oh, it's a Batgirl episode!" Yes, yeah, yeah. Like it was just that random thing, and it was, it was, it was weird, but just so very cool because I didn't have a lot of. Uh, it wasn't that Batman before that to me wasn't like the dark, brooding sort of Batman that no. he had been in the past. So it was a lot like kind of my first introduction to it around the same time as I was reading the comics. So it was a weird dichotomy of seeing this this dude like in the comics just sort of like brooding and then watching Batman like do the Batusi. I'm like, is this the same guy? Is he? Yeah. Is this man crazy? Like not realizing that they weren't they were completely separate things. Yeah. It was just like, what? Oh, I mean, all right, fine. It's the same dude, same costume, same bunch of weirdos he's beating up all the time. I guess during the day he's really happy, and then at nighttime he's just kind of mad. All right, that's fine with me. It was weird because it was, it, I mean, you know, it's historically was played up for camp. You yeah. Know, for, um, uh, but Adam West was playing it. He he knew that it was campy. He knew it was for comedy, but he knew the best way to get it over was to play it straight. <laughs> so straight. 
completely straight. Yes. Like, oh yeah, no, this is this is exactly how this is supposed to be. Yeah, and it made, he he played Batman as like the world's biggest Boy Scout, and that's what he was. Yeah. You know, and and it, and he got it over. Um, but it always took me out because like he'd have first of all, you know, his utility belt was had everything in it. It was so convenient. It was so convenient, but everything was always in the back. So he would always reach in the back of the right, cartoon gag. It's the yeah. biggest. It's the biggest compartment. You yeah. can't put the biggest. It was like an acme. The bag. biggest pouch in the front. It gets in the way when you're doing your acrobatic climbs and whatnot. Yeah, but sometimes he would reach in the back for like his batarang, and he'd take the batarang out, and it'd have like a like a lows length of rope on it. Like I'm like, how did it just have like a whole like? It's a carpet uh, utility pouch carpet yeah like mary poppins her carpet bag she could bring she brought out a whole tiffany lamp out there john it could be it could be like felix's bag just saying it's bag. just uh, saying here we go with this it's felix time lord technology again. is bigger on the inside next question <laughs> wow mm. <laughs> nerds but, as, but as, <laughs> as hokey as those things were you still, as a kid, were sitting down and you still, you wanted that Batmobile because that Batmobile was fire. You wanted that Batboat. The Batboat was fire. The helicopter, you know, you could take it or leave it. That was a goofy looking helicopter. The, the helicopter, that was, that was a little corny. But the uh, the boat, the motorcycle, the motorcycle, when the little sidecar. With, with the sidecar. Yeah, and that was it, dope. And it would come up to the pier and then the sidecar would split off. And then they go off on the other side and then jump into the bat boat. That joint was bad. I was like, yo, I want that. Why don't mine break off like that? Mine break off and just fall down. Robin <laughs> fall out in the middle of the street. Yeah, because you could tell they did like all that stop motion like for that for the sidecar to keep going down the street. You're like, yeah, you know that fell apart. Well, you know like, they you know they only had it it worked once because they reran that scene like every time like it didn't matter yeah. it, it, he could have been pulling up in the middle of Gotham City but when it split apart they were back at the pier <laughs> I was like wait a it minute it was always at the pier that's where they had to break it apart they were like we break up at the pier and then I meet you back in the city if you fall down act like you swim and just yeah. jump in the water wow <laughs> just start swimming <laughs> just start swimming but um. I I loved I loved Adam West. I loved I loved he was just he was cool. And I liked him because like growing up my idols were my dad, Dr. J and Batman. And it's a good lineup. But my Batman honestly didn't start off as the Batman from the comics. It started from Adam West. Because watching it as a little kid, I didn't know that he was being hokey. I just thought he was he was kind of cool. crime fighter. He's a crime fighter. He's fighting crime, you know. <laughs> and Catwoman all coming on to him and stuff. He was like, "I ain't got that time." No, 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 no. You've got to go to jail. I saw um, a really good behind the scenes photo of uh, Eartha Kitt sitting there like filing her nails mm-hmm. like between takes, and Adam West is looking at her like mm. she's a snack. Like you could just it was all over his face, but you could tell he was trying to be professional as well. Like he was definitely like, this is my professional face because there's a camera here, but I just noticed this camera here. So let me fix my face real fast before <laughs> before I get caught. There's evidence and Earth is just unbothered. She's just filing her nails. Well, you know, you know, one of the, the biggest urban legends that Adam West himself has put out there 
that uh, him and him and uh, Frank Gorshin, who played the Riddler, they were very good friends. So at the height of Batman Mania at that time, they went to, and I think it was, it wasn't the Playboy Mansion, but they went somewhere where there was this wild party going on. And inside this party, they went upstairs and it was a door and they opened up this door to see that there was an orgy Ooh. going on. Giggity, giggity, goo. Which they commenced to, you know. <laughs> Joining. Joining. Never let an orgy go by. My kind of party. They stepped in into the orgy. Hey, Tuesday night. Immediately <laughs> broke into their Batman and Riddler characters in the midst of... What the that uh, is awesome fornicating right? That is like totally, totally, ep- and they got it over for a little bit, but after a certain point, it got on people's nerves and they kicked them out. <laughs> so that has nothing to do with the Eartha Kit. No, Eartha- I thought I thought, you I thought Eartha Kit was, was going to be the at the bottom of the dog yeah. pile, like <laughs> talking like yes, it's perfect. Like she just crawled out from the pile of men and was like. Hey boys, <laughs> Adam. <laughs> I've, been, I've been looking at you, looking at me, Adam. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Eartha Kitt. That I would make it for a better story. story. Was true though. That's where I thought you were going with I that. Really, we can want add that it to story it. To be true. <laughs> it's <laughs> an urban legend. They're both gone. They can't really contest. Point. Good point. All three Frank of them. Frank Gorshin gone too. Yeah. yeah all three right. of them are gone. Okay, so officially now, Savagery. Eartha Kitt was there. Okay. Yeah. Eartha Kitt was there. She was Eartha Kitt was there calling the shots. Yep. Exactly. No, 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 no. Lift your other left leg. <laughs> left leg blue. They were playing Twizzler. Twizzler. That's Twister. Twister. Twi- no, they were playing Twizzler. You had it right <laughs> the first time. They were playing Adam, Twizzler. Adam, so nice of you to join us. Spin the dial, Adam. Right arm red. Oh, Burgess, that's a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> remember you getting that flexible. Man, let me use my umbrella. Man. No <laughs> tricks, Burgess. No tricks. At least not yet. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where. <laughs> it writes itself. <laughs> it really yeah, it really does. does. Anything it really with does. Eartha Kit writes itself, though. Do you remember our Eartha Kit, Mr. Freeze? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, complete sidebar. I'm sidejacking this. Somehow, some way, me and Len got into this hypothetical discussion. What if their second time around marriage, Mr. Freeze and Eartha Kitt got married, but they were both, like, that was her second husband and his oh, second wife. <laughs> but then they got yeah. married again in their, in their late 60s, early 70s, so. Now, are we talking Freeze from the animated series? Like, that voice... <laughs> Okay. All right. Like Nora. All right. Okay. <laughs> Why is the thermostat uh, above sixty-five degrees? Because Victor, it's cold. Of course, you knew that coming into this. You knew what it was hidden for. <laughs> <laughs> Don't act new. There <laughs> <laughs> was like, "Don't act like I won't start your shirts." <laughs> They would just get. Yeah, I can it got hilarious. Point. Len's it, better than I was. It was. I, I'm trying. To, it was insane. It was, like I don't. We don't even totally, know what. It was just. just it was totally spontaneous. <laughs> How many times must I tell you not to leave the liverwurst untucked? <laughs> How many times must I tell you to keep it out of my refrigerator? 
This can go all night. All day, baby. And then some. <laughs> Just some antagonizing each other as an old couple. Okay, I have another urban legend. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ur- quote, unquote, urban legend. It's an urban legend. Urban legend. I heard this on a Gilbert Godfrey podcast. Oh, Lord. Gilbert Godfrey has a podcast. It's actually yes. very funny. It's like hysterical. Old- it, it is. And, and you learn stuff about old Hollywood. Now. Caesar Rita Hayworth, let me tell you about this broad. <laughs> Caesar Romero. Boy, did she have a follow through. I'm telling you, she would golf like nobody's business. Caesar Romero, <gasps> the Joker in the Batman TV series. Mr. Right? Mustache himself. Exactly. Apparently, or, you know, it's seemingly, in between takes of the Batman series, he liked to go back to his dressing room. In order, some of the, 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 the young pages that, you know, were working around the studio mm-hmm. to come into his dressing room where he would have them throw orange wedges at his bear behind. Who, who hasn't done that? <laughs> I, oh, wait, did I just put myself out there? <laughs> I, um... You've done that? Were these wedges peeled or unpeeled? They were just sliced, so it was like you would cut uh, cut the orange mm-hmm. into like eights, mm-hmm. and then you th- they'd ha- throw them at his bare butt as he st- stood across the room, bent over. I promise you can't make this kind of stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> my Gilbert Gottfried impression is actually kind of on point. It's my first time, guys. I'm enjoying it's another one of those things that I hope is true. Yeah, I really pray to God really that there's orange slices. There's a, that, like there's a dude somewhere that he's about like. 83 right now. The and funny just, thing is, this and he, has and he was a dude that was just sitting in his room, chronicle. just sitting in his room, like, I can't believe I spent a year and a half of my life throwing orange wedges at Cesar Romero's butt. Mm. And that that's all he, it, it's, a, it's just a, the ongoing thought. And like his friends, and they're like, he, he became so distant when he came back from Hollywood. <laughs> and that's all he just. He d- didn't do anything. And then the E. True Highwood story ends with like a gunshot. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it has to go south. So- that, if that's his whole life, it's going to go south. You got to assume there have been multiple of them. So there was like that guy, and there's one dude that's like that was like the highlight of his life. Now, mind you, these are just these are just urban legends. That's all they are. They're not. There's no, you know. No one's saying that they're true or anything like that. Not at all, but it it does speak to this this sort of madness that encapsulated that whole world of that show. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that everybody involved in it has a story like that. Like, Burt Ward was on, well, he was, like, like, toured for years just telling stories about the madness that went on on that show. Oh, yeah. You know did. what I mean? And, you know, it, it definitely speaks to just that whole era and... And to Adam West himself for not getting wrapped up in, like, the absolute madness of it and coming out of it as a, you know, as a guy that was still able to 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 function and, and do his thing and, you know, that people still loved, regardless of people that have never seen seen the Batman show still love him for his voice, his voiceover stuff and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I was about to say, one of the reasons why Adam West probably didn't appear to be as old as he was was because for all this time he's been on Family Guy, and you know Mayor West has has been animated as I don't know this ambiguously older person, but not certainly someone in their eighties. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but it's still dotty like someone in their 80s. Yeah. So maybe that could be why he kind of hit that timeless yeah. mark there for a little bit. Yeah, he he, he had a bit. The mayor looked like he was about 65-ish. Right, right, right. But right. was probably as old as the you know their their weird old neighbor. Yeah, but dude. also he's been uh, that Herbert. age for 17 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that too. You don't think like I've been watching Family Guy for 17 years, but yeah. Yeah. And he's and didn't think it would last that long to be eight. Family Guy is so good. I don't think they. I don't think they did. And and to be fair, it did get canceled once. And yeah, and, had and they came back. back. Uh, I mean, Fox Sun's dead. Dead. But that's Fox. Fox cancels all good shows. They don't all bring them all back. No, no, that's true. Uh, but it's just amazing that you know through that he's uh, amassed a whole other audience. You know how many actors find themselves with, uh, you know. A, a rebirth, a re, re renewing of their career in their eighties, in their seventies and eighties, you know, and with young fans. Like, yeah, maybe some people are now discovering your films on TCM or you know, or late night or something like that. But no, he's got, he's got kids walking up to him and like, um, and probably don't even know him as Batman. You're my favorite, Mr. Lee. Stanley. You kind of resembled him for a little bit, just a hot second there. A little bit, a little bit, little bit. To a kid who doesn't know the difference between Stanley and Adam West, you don't think so? Well, Stanley always had a mustache and big glasses. And, and, and uh, some and of the older pictures I've seen of, or I guess, more recent pictures of Adam West that I've seen, he's had those big '70s movie star glasses on too. Uh, yeah, there is a, f- there are a few pictures with him with those, like at Comic Con when he's doing panels, he has like these big yeah. like, aviators and. I want to bring those back. They, they never left. They like, never no, left. no, I'm talking about like, like the the big, like you're talking like the big '70s, like Jeff Goldblum Hollywood glasses. You know what I mean? They weren't aviators because aviators. Oh, you talking about like those rip. big rounds? Yeah, man. They totally like, came back. You yeah. can thank CeeLo for that. Yeah, like I don't know if I can ever pull that off. I don't know, but I want to be famous enough to try it. And just see if I can get away with like a big pair of aviators like that and a big Pharrell hat. You don't have to be famous enough to do it. Just yeah. do it. You kind of do. No, you don't. Jason Smite of the Dreams. If you see a ball on the street with Pharrell's hat on, he's getting clowned. Not necessarily. I'm going to smack him. Not ne- it's all about your confidence. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Honestly, yes. You can wear whatever you want. It's don't let about- nobody tell you no never wise. Exactly. Now, if you don't want to do it because you don't think you can rock it, that's one thing. But don't let nobody tell you you can't wear nothing, black man. <laughs> I said so. Dope. So I'm going to go get me a romper and some, and some jellies. <laughs> right, no, because then I'm going to have to see you yeah, in the street. I appreciate you. I would, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, I'm not going to let you go out you like that. Or, like, or, you or you can hashtag. And I'm going to do it for your son to see you. And I appreciate that. <laughs> or you can you know, end hyper-masculinity and hashtag let people live. If the man wants to wear a romper and some jellies, let him wear it. It's not a reflection of his masculinity. Yeah, somebody must do that. They can. He can. I would, pre- and I appreciate you for that. Because oh that's my God. friend. Here we go. So if it's your friend, you support his decisions. I'm gonna support your I'm decision looking. that you, you may not want to wear a romper in at, in I'm the looking. future. I appreciate. We it. know that he doesn't want to wear. It, so if some weird night he wakes <laughs> up, in wake a romper, up one morning like it's why? against his will, and that's uh, that's he's that's not what he wants. I'm gonna take a picture, and then every time y'all get on this tip, I'm gonna show it to you. Like, look, this is what could happen if you let people live. Well, that's this is taking a weird live, turn. Uh, let's <laughs> enjoy the best of Mayor Adam West <laughs> right now.
as we take a, a little break, let some um, <clears throat> a little steamy in here. Why? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's enjoy some Adam West right here on uh, Black Tribbles on WPPM LP 106.5. What? FM. How do you know my language? Listen to me. My entire future is in your hands. Are you Sarah Connor? No, I'm Meg Griffin. See, I need to interview you. And... You're with the press? Yes. Well, you can't interview a dead man, can you? For an hour, and I don't have anything I can use for my article. Can you just please... My God! Somebody's stealing my water. It just went down the drain. They're crafty, I tell you. It happens when you least expect it. Show yourself, damn you! I've been investigating him for months. It's cost $150,000 of the taxpayer's money, but I'll find the culprits if it costs me a million. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here to join these two in holy matrimony. If anyone objects to this union, speak now or forever hold your peace. Quiet down, you had your chance. That's it. We have to fight fire with fire. If nuclear refuse gave them superpowers, it could do the same for me. Citizens, I'm off to the toxic waste dump. Mayor West, you have lymphoma. Oh, my. Probably from rolling around in that toxic waste. I see. What in God's name were you trying to prove? I was trying to gain superpowers. Well, that's just silly. Silly, yes. Idiotic, yes. Damn it, Swanson, I want them found. Mayor West, we have every available man looking for the Griffins. We just don't have any leads. Not the Griffins, you moron. The rest of my light, bright pieces. My name isn't Adam Wee. Or is it? Who am I? What number did you dial? Don't ever call here again. I guess I told him. Nobody messes with Adam Wee. Lois, I smell whipped cream. Are you making strawberry shortcake? So it's a shouting match you want, eh? Well, game on, Quahog. I'm beating you! We gather today to remember those brave Quahog men who were lost at sea. The Bible declares an eye for an eye. So let us now take our vengeance on this murderous ocean. You won't be hurting anyone anymore. But what I need now is a diversion. Let's see. Hmm, jingle keys. My God, I'm a tomato. Nice going, Joe. Well, it's great being back in the north where people are civilized. Hey, what are you guys all on a date? Gay. Mayor West, what are you doing here? I'm being a rascal and ringing people's doorbells and running away. Then what are you still doing here? It's my first house. I'm not very good at this. So I'll be a captain, and, uh, Mayor West, you can be a captain. All right, I pick you. You can't pick me. I'm a captain. 
No one had ever stood up to me like that before. I respected him from there on out. That's a great story, Grandpa. I didn't like it. None of my grandchildren had ever disliked one of my stories before. From then on, he was my favorite. Well, I don't like that story, Great Grandpa. Future old people are wizards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just the most random. Yeah. Like, Every so episode, many it was just random stuff. Oh, and it's just like just crazy, Mayor Adam Yo, West. When he attacked the water with the knife, <laughs> he was like, I'll get vengeance. <laughs> and he pulls out a knife and starts stabbing the ocean. Oh, my gosh. It was an, he was uh, insane. Yeah, right. You need people like that on the team. He was he was gung ho for it. He is a person who you know admittedly by his own by his own admission after Batman went off the air, he had a hard time finding other roles. He was horribly typecast. Um, and then when you go through his filmography, almost everything that he did, whether it be on television or in movies, was basically playing a version of himself as either a former actor who played a superhero or or a quote-unquote washed-up actor who used to be a superhero, a washed-up actor who used to be a detective or, or, or whatever. Um, and But doing that more and more, he just began to embrace, hey, this is my lot in life. And, it, and I think what really um, sold him on it was the the uh the burgeoning of the convention scene in the 70s where you could go to conventions and see all these fans that you know had fond memories of you and wanted to wanted to be near you wanted to have your autograph and and just shake your hand and thank you for what you meant to them i think that gave him a renewed appreciation for uh the role and his place in pop culture so you know God bless the brother. I love Adam West. Oh, you okay? I miss Adam West. Need a hug. Now. Okay. Well, all right. He didn't need that hug. <laughs> right. What I discovered, Jeez. though. I'm better now. Keep it pushing. I'm what I back. discovered, though, is that for a long time in the comics, it was always about Batman and Catwoman having like a little, you know, flirtation with yeah. one another. A little shum blow but as I was a kid, I never picked that up in the TV series. And in thinking about it, I was like, well, I don't think this TV series really touched on it that much because of the time and, you know, maybe the audience that they were going for. However, I have found footage. Oh, my God. Of Batman and Catwoman. Not Eartha Kitt. Julie Newmar. Julie Newmar. They are seriously <laughs> Triple Nation. You didn't just see this little seat pivot that that Len gave when he talked about or thought about Julie Newmar. Yeah, yeah, Julie Newmar. Yeah, I mean, yeah, mm. yeah. That that that's my Catwoman. God bless Eartha Kitt, <laughs> but Julie Newmar is my Catwoman. Um, but there's a scene from a from one of the episodes, Batman, Julie Newmar, and they uh, it's a little steamy. Is it? It's a, it's a, it, they got quite a little tete-a-tete going on here. Uh, let's listen to Adam are West. We, are, are we going to listen to... I want to hear this. Because a lot of people don't know this. Listen. Science. And enjoy. 
Oh, I gotta do this. Wait a minute. Oh, 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 oh. Hold <laughs> on. Here we go. Pump faking. Uh, uh, Push play. Major look. Um, and now the speaker's on. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Oh, whoa, whoa. we gotta rewind it. All right, there we go. What? Rewind. What? Rewind. rewind. Digital. Oh, right? Like, where's the rewind, dog? You, you gotta Just be quiet. Yeah, VCR back. Quiet, you. <laughs> quiet, you. <laughs> Music, Hello, Batman. You're a rare lady, Catwoman. You're right on time. <laughs> I'm rare. In more ways than that. I'm glad you decided to surrender. We would have caught you eventually. Do you think so? Certainly, there's no escaping the inexorable law of justice. Shall we go? Must we? So soon? I thought that, well, you know, perhaps we might get to know each other a little better. I would think that we know each other well enough by now. Don't run away, Batman. I won't bite. I'm not afraid of you, Catwoman. I'm, I'm, uh, you're very beautiful, Catwoman. Yes, you're quite right. I am. <laughs> Your propinquity could make a man forget himself. I don't know what that means, but it sure sounds nice. I refer to the nearness of you. Batman, let's throw caution to the winds. I mean, after all, we are two adult human beings, and uh, we're both interested in the same thing. Happiness. I can give you more happiness than anyone in the world. <laughs> How do you propose to do that? By being your partner in life. I mean, it's me and you against the world. Oh. What about Robin? Well, I have him killed. <laughs> well, he is a bit of a boy with his holy this and holy that. How that does it, Captain? I thought you had a modicum of decency, but I see that I erred in my judgment. Yeah, you erred. <laughs> You're supposed to fall on the floor. You're attractive, Catwoman, but not that attractive. <laughs> Dang. Double dose of eau de shot, that poisonous perfume. You should have been dead 30 seconds ago. Aha, aha, ha. So, <laughs> all of this lovey-dovey business was just a trick. Why aren't you writhing in pain? I had a hunch that you'd try something not quite kosher. I've been wearing bat plugs up my nose. I'm done. I've been breathing <laughs> nothing but clean, fresh air, sans eau de shot parfum. You cheated. Ha! Put up your gloves, Batman. Yeah. I'm going to practice the art of karate on you. Your mistake. Karate is a defensive form. Therefore, in order for you to make a move, I must move, and I won't. Well, I have another trick up my paw. Penn, Brown, Cornell, Freddy, get him! <laughs> so, you didn't tell the truth. Did you ever hear of a crook who did? The odds are about right. Four against one. Four against two, Batman. 
Robin, I couldn't resist. You were taken in by her, but I'm too young for that sort of thing. <laughs> Out of the mouths of boy wonders, oft times come gems. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Oh, my God. All right, number one. epic. Cat Riley. So she proposes to Batman, and his first thing is, what about Robin? Since when are you ever like, hey, baby, I want to holler at you, too, but my man, no. Like, what? Huh? Well, okay. In his defense, Robin is his ward. It's a different time, man. He's just a young boy he's taking care of. Yeah, so he can't, like, just up and just roll on a bull. Yeah, right? But wait a minute. No. That's good parenting. Uh, That's what that is. That's good parenting. (laughs) Is Robin Batman's ward? Yes. Yes. So, So nobody... Ever wonders where Batman got a kid? <laughs> okay, well he's not technically Batman's ward. He's he's Bruce Wayne's ward. No, I understand. That makes sense. Okay. Batman need a story for this boy he running with. You see what I'm saying? No, he doesn't. He have a story for anything else. What? Who's he? Who's he got? Who's he got to answer to? Uh, me it's right not like, now. <laughs> it's not like DHS is like, all right, well, you know, we understand that you have this nuclear powered car and all, but where's this boy? Like, what's where? You know, what I mean, he's Batman. He got to answer to nobody. I, I I guess I don't know that 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 whole the benefit scene, of just, being Batman just just put just shine new lights really oh my god I just like the fact that she was like well I haven't killed duh exactly she had an answer <laughs> that, that was just G she was like well I'm killed he's Kill he's, he's a bit of a punk like I ain't never want no kids honestly it'll be you have more fun just us trust me <laughs> but. The art Don't of Cat Roddy. Just Cat Roddy, though. Cat Roddy just Roddy. put me over the edge. <laughs> the Cat Roddy. I said, excuse me. And then he was like, it's a defensive style. So if I don't make a move, you can't bust one either. <laughs> Yo. Like, wait a minute. Stop it. That's not how it works. <laughs> oh, I, like I, like I want to make up Cat Roddy, and I want to teach that somewhere. <laughs> the, the thing I loved about that show is, like, the way it was written – the the fact that he said he's been breathing clean air sans whatever the name Odoo of the perfume. Farm, no one something. says sans oh, yeah. anything. That is that is some of the, like the one of the most comic book phrases in in language. Well, he said I erred. And he says I erred. I erred. Oh, God, it's, it's amazing. Like it's some of the best like '60s comic book writing of all time. It's Brilliant! It, you're right because the dialogue is straight out of a '60s comic book. It's so good, it's straight out of the so 60s, amazingly 60s badly Batman good. Um, and he, and he he got the lines over. Ugh. He got them over. Delivered them every single time. Oh my god! Like if you're watching that in '66, you're like, oh well, that makes perfect sense. Well done, Batman. You have bat nose plugs. The rest of us don't have that. We'd all been dead. You thought ahead. Here's the other thing about this, and it, it's interesting. I, I, it just hit me. He did Batman in 1966, right? In 1964, he starred in The Outlaws, which is one of the last movies of the Three Stooges, where Adam West basically plays a bumbling sheriff. I mean, like a really bumbling sheriff mm. with three extremely way past their prime uh, three Stooges. Oh yeah, and, when they were old, they, it was sad to was watch. This them. With Joe, like like Curly that Joe. late. It's oh, Curly God. Joe. Yeah. And, and 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 it is a horrible Curly movie. Joe. It's it's not funny at all. And I'm a I'm a devotee of Three Stooges. This was a bad movie. But if you had watched that, if back in 1964, 
you watch that movie and then the script comes across your desk for Batman, you're not casting that guy <laughs> as Batman. It's akin to Michael Keaton. Are we casting Mr. Mom as Batman? Somebody did. Somebody did. And they yeah. made it look. And it made, and it, made, and yeah. it made it work. Yeah. It made it work. You know, there, there, right there is why Michael Keaton, hey, I could do it. Work for Adam West. He right. went from Three Stooges to number one number one TV show for three seasons running. Well, two seasons running. Third season we don't like to talk about. But it, okay. But it happened. Yeah, we don't play that game. It was a thing. You know. God bless. So, you know, that's our off the wall crazy tribute to Adam West, ladies and gentlemen. Um what can you say? He was he was a, a legend. He was an icon. He does have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, so he is official, you know. Um, and his voice will live on. His image will live on in Batman, which uh, when they finally released the DVD of the series, uh, blew off the blew off the shelves. Um, his voice was last heard in the role of Batman in the animated adventure Return of the Cape Crusaders. Yeah, he already awesome. he already finished his um, voice work for the sequel, Batman versus Two Face, which where Two Face is going to be played by William Shatner. So yeah, yeah, God, yeah. Wait, can you imagine that? <laughs> Just the two of them in a room together. Yes. Like, there could not have been any Jews or Muslims in that room because there was too much ham. Like, no <laughs> way. <laughs> Which is very ironic. I laughed inside my chest. That's uh, perfect, dude. Uh, I, God, that's got to be the best thing in the world. I can't wait to see that. That's going to be perfect. Can't wait to see that. So now the last, the last two remaining uh, survivors of the Batman TV series are Julie Newmar and Burt Ward. Burt Ward, yeah. You know, Julie Newmar is, what, 2000? <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much she looks amazing. Though. Still on, still doing like cons. Still doing cons. Still st- looking good. Still paid. Still, yeah, yeah, because she worked her money right. You know, God bless her. You know. Plus, Julie Newmar was around for a while as well. Her first major movie was Seven Wives for Seven Brothers, mm-hmm. back in the what was that late sixties, early seventies? Like, no, that was like late. Like fifties, early sixties. I mean, yeah, yeah like 50s, where she was yeah. still Julie Newmeyer. Yeah, and then she starred in a, um, a short-lived but finally remembered um, TV show, My Favorite Doll, where she played uh, a life-size doll. Um, it was back in the times of like Bewitch and Genie, so they wanted to come up with gotcha. their own thing, and it actually was a hit for like two seasons. Um, and that that's where she got her her big start. And the next thing you know, she was on Batman and. Wearing that suit. Okay. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take uh, a pause for the cause. And then on the other side, we are going to have a whole lot of fun because we are going to be talking about Practitioners TV. What is Practitioners TV? Who are Practitioners TV? Well, we're going to have Stephanie, we're going to have Simon, we're going to have Sydney. The three S's of Practitioners TV are going to be in here in the studio to tell us all about it. And continuing our top 10 summer, they're going to drop down the top 10 things that practitioners say. They have been filming like crazy this 
epic YouTube show that I think even Master Triples had a, a hand in it. I didn't know. That. What are you like an apprentice practitioner? Yep. No, not an apprentice. Um, I, I, oh, I you're full I'm behind I'm the hands. Yeah, I'm behind. I'm behind the scenes. You know, I, I do camera work, so I, I help practitionize that way. <laughs> That's how you practitioner. That's correct. All right. Well, we're going to have the the master practitioners Stephanie, Simon, and Sydney in the studio, uh, right here on Black Tribbles Prime on WPPM LP, Philadelphia. Vampires, bodybuilders, dreams, barbarians, revolutionary war. And Sentai cosplay, lunars, LARPing, furries, news, and more. Practitioners. More than a hobby. Practitioners. More than a hobby. Practitioners. You're listening to WPPMLP. Philadelphia. We're here on Black Tribbles Prime, ladies and gentlemen, and we are bringing you Practitioners TV. Yay! Ooh, ooh. Yay! 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 In the studio. <laughs> what up, yo? We have the practitioners themselves. They are in the building, ladies and gentlemen. We have two-thirds. <laughs> two-thirds two of, of Practitioners TV yes. are in the building. Introduce yourself <laughs> to the Triple Nation. Hi, I'm uh, Stephanie Rayglass. I'm an executive producer and the creator of Practitioners. And I'm Simon the Cannibal. Si- I, <laughs> I am the uh, uh, director of Practitioners TV, and we're just miss- missing Sydney, who will be in shortly. Now, Practitioners TV is a new show, ladies and gentlemen, that will be coming your way via YouTube. Um, it it uh, deals with the world of the subculture. Indeed. Indeed it does. The, uh, the way that I've been describing it to folks is, uh, so my big hobby is flags. Um, flags? So ve- flags. Uh, vexillology is the uh, study of flags. And so, um, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and so, uh, um, the, the study of flags is flexology. Vexil, vexillology, vexillology, vexillology. Okay, um, okay. And so, uh, I've been describing our YouTube series as so. Uh, hey, this is my friend Simon. He likes flags. And then there is some line that crosses where I I, I become oh you're that flag guy Simon right <laughs> and so we're exploring that line okay yeah, yeah our tagline ah. is more than a hobby so we talk to people who um, have an, an interest or a passion and it's more than a hobby for them it's most likely a lifestyle and we end up uh, joining them with an artist and that artist will uh, will be inspired by that person to create a new work of art yeah because we're going to talk about a work of art that got created by one um, off of inspiration by one of your guests. We, we won't get on that for uh, uh, in the beginning, in a minute. But um, whose whose idea was the creation of practitioners? This um, was, was, was all I you, Stephanie. Yeah, it was uh, it was mine. I I wanted to combine um, several things that I love. So I have uh, I had an interest in in subcultures, learning new things about people, um, exploring the things that people get into. I think in a way I was I'm still looking for my thing. Um, and so uh, finding people's, exploring people's uh, passions is, is an interest of mine. Um, and then taking that with uh, teaching, being able to teach other people about um, what's out there and connecting people seems like, seemed like something that was uh, fun to do. And, and I'm also a performer. And so I found that I 
take inspiration from uh, subcultures and I see it places and I'm wondering, I want to help people connect those dots. So they see that pop star or that uh, singer songwriter, mm. their themes in their songs, themes in their uh, like music videos. And that's, they're actually taking inspiration from places. Um, and I, I just hope to help people see, connect those dots and find, find those uh, little hidden things that, that they can do too. But you say you found inspiration in subcultures of all places to find the inspiration. Like what made, what would even make you to look underneath that rock? Uh, oh, I've been uh, performing. I've been doing choreography. I've been doing stage performances since I was five. So a, a, really a while. Yeah, a you, while. So you were a stage girl. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the whole, you know, like the Miss, Miss Patsy's school for dance, the like ballet, tap, really? jazz, baton, modern. Yeah. All of all of that. And I minored in dance in college, too. Um, and I was uh, teaching dance classes uh, in college as a way to like help make money. And I found that um, finding new ways to uh, to create, finding new muses, um, you know, you, you need to look under rocks. You need to look in different places um, to get that inspiration, to create something different, uh, to, to, to expand your mind and, and look outside of just what you see every day. What was the first muse you found? Dance is my first love and I um, one of the first things that I found this is more of a culture than a subculture but I was part of um, uh, an Indian fusion uh, dance uh, company and so we did uh, Barnatyam which is a classical Indian dance uh, Bhangra which is folk Indian dance we did a filmy uh, film uh, Hindi dance and mm -hmm. then we also did uh, hip-hop and reggae so in one performance uh, we could combine um, those elements to create uh, one show. We actually ended up competing against other schools that would uh, do something similar. So uh, finding unique dance styles um, was my first foray, I think, into finding new ways to um, be inspired. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Why are you scared? I, just somebody that can combine like, like 8,000 different dance things and then create something from that i'm scared about what that cr could create you might you know open some you, elemental portal or something exactly <laughs> it's not even like a rain dance it'll be like raining planets down, down did i hear here. you say you were trying to find your thing that sounds like a thing <laughs> finding a thing is my thing i think i okay. like to right, i like to right. jump into other people's world and dip my toes in and be like what's that about what are you doing you're blowing up balloons let me see what that's like will i feel what you feel when i do that too you know oh, okay so I'm curious. I'm just like I'm a curious person. I like to look around and search. Okay. Where do you come in with this, uh, Simon the Cannibal? I was. I was. We need to check ourselves. We need to. Like, <laughs> you need I, to be I, chained. No doggy bags. <laughs> I, I promise. I promise. I won't uh, eat anybody in the studio tonight. Tonight. Um, <laughs> tonight. <laughs> um, no, it's a, a, a nickname. It is also much more Googleable than my real name. Okay. Um, so uh, it's easier to find me via, you know, Googling Simon the Cannibal as opposed to um, uh, uh, Simon Joseph or anything like that. Right, right, right. So, so, so where where did you come in? Uh, did, did you have um, something growing up that... that uh, I, have, I have always enjoyed performing and being um, the center of attention and that sort of thing. Okay. Um, but Stephanie and I uh, worked together for a little bit. Um, in an office setting, and uh, uh, apparently I am a charismatic person of some sort. And she said, well, why not put him uh, in front of the camera at first? Um, 
And then uh, it turned out that I was better behind the camera, so I am currently directing. We needed some help organi organizing things. You can't have three people in front of a camera and nobody behind kind of uh, helping to get things together. Plus, I, I really like being in front of the camera. So I was like... I got demoted. Somebody help me or, or side moted. <laughs> mm. Side moted. Mm. But you get a nice title. You get Absolutely. a super nice title. I'll director. take that director credit. Director. That's right. You get yeah. to get the director credit. There you go. All right, and, and coming into the studio right this now, dude. ladies and gentlemen, we have the the third practitioner of Practitioners TV. He's here in the this building. Dude. <laughs> and, oh, uh, uh, what's up? Am I talking? Yeah, what's, up? <laughs> what's up, guys? Introduce yourself. I'm Sydney. Uh, you know, I'm probably the guy that impregnated your woman. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> he has an intro just right on time. <laughs> It's a eugenics program I'm working on. It's all it See, I said, I said, Sydney's going to come late, and then he's just going to be like this magical entity. He, Sydney can be late to anything and just walk in and be like, I'm here and like lovely and wonderful, and just instantly like capture everybody's attention. And that's why Bruh. Sydney is our lead interviewer. Because he's amazing. Well, that's not even true. Is that true? Am I yes, it's true. We're, we're, both, yeah. we're both up there interviewing our butts off. Also, uh, you said that wrong. It's Sydney is late to everything. That's, <laughs> like, that's how that is. It's not can be late to anything. It is. I am late to everything. Yes. So, what's up? I mean, what, what did I miss? What are we doing? Where are we at? Where were you? You're here. Oh, you? yeah. Where so, I was just at Helium opening up for uh, Dob Davidoff, uh, stand-up comedian. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's funny. Yeah, he's a, he's a funny guy. He's a fun. I can't wait to see him for the rest of the weekend. Uh, I, I I didn't get a chance to hang out with uh, any of my fans because I'm here now. So uh, making making new, yeah. making, making new fans. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Making new fans and tell them they can hear you on uh, 106.5 FM. There you go. Yeah, yeah. They can hear you. I actually did do that on the way out. I was telling a bunch of people 106.5. Just check it out. Just, you know. That's what they're supposed to do. That's what they're supposed to do. So now, uh, Practitioners TV, which is going to be debuting uh, shortly, if I understand correctly. Well, uh, mini episode number one is yeah. out today, and oh, then okay. in conjunction Sweet. with that, um, so every episode has a, a full episode with the our practitioner, our hobbyist, our person that we that we talk to, and then uh, following is a mini episode. This time we kind of turned it around and we released our mini episode first. So it's um, full of the, the art project that somebody put together. Uh, Dave, da Dave Dehart of the group They and Them wrote a song inspired by our balloon fetishist, Patty Kreider. And that was our, our practitioner for episode one. So our mini episode that's up today um, is the Lunar Love Song that he wrote inspired by Patty. And that song is also on SoundCloud available for download. If you uh, go to SoundCloud and search for They and Them or Lunar Love Song. Yeah, let's talk about Patty. Yes. Let's do that. <laughs> so uh, Patty, who is your first practitioner, it's like, you know, our aunt, you know, our, our entree into this world, a practitioner's TV. She's a balloon fetishist. Yes. Now, in the in the video, you see her blowing up a, a balloon to literally like the size. I think it's the size of Simon that she blows this balloon up it's to. Balloon. It's pretty big, and I'm pretty big too. So <laughs> this is uh... and, and it, it, now and and then it pops. Yes, and she looks happy. Yes. So yes. so is is the is it the the popping or is it the actual blow? Like what is the answer? Is yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and as we find out in the episode, there are poppers and non-poppers, 
And I'm most certainly a non-popper. We found out things about ourselves. Yeah. Simon is a non-popper. So there are people who can have a balloon fetish that um, like to see a balloon blown up until it ruptures. And okay. they, they derive uh, uh, pleasure from that. And then there are people who are also have a balloon fetish who, for them, seeing a balloon pop is makes them sad. It scares them. They don't like it. So you can love oh. balloons but not want to see it pop. And... <laughs> We found out that we've we've got maybe a popper and a non-popper in our midst. So you are a popper, Stephanie. It, I mean, it was uh, not since I was a kid have I blown up a balloon and and uh, you know had interest in whether it popped or not. Like it just didn't cross my mind. But blowing it up until it pops, you know, you're kind of out of breath. You know, uh, makes you laugh or made me laugh. And it was uh, I learned something new about myself that day. Yeah, I, I like. Uh, I feel like um, I can go either way. You know, I can be a popper or I can just let the balloon just ride out. <laughs> you know what I mean? I consider myself like the avatar of balloons. <laughs> like, I, like I'm, an, I'm an avatar lunar. I can I can do it all. You know what I mean? I'm like, the, even though I was introduced to lunin basically through Patty, I think I was the first ever lunar. You think you were the first ever? Yeah. Lunar being... Like ballooner, exactly. It, it, it just it just hit you. Go ahead. Yeah, right. <laughs> Were you thinking like the moon? Oh, I, I had. I was like, oh, I don't understand what like the moon, moon like the has to do yeah. with why are we blowing but on the balloon on the moon. But so go. So okay, why do you think you were the first lunar? You know, because uh, well, first of all, you ever you played with balloons when you were a kid? I've had balloons, yes. Right? You ever do that thing? <laughs> he had all the balloons. That's what that means. <laughs> well, Big ones, okay, skinny ones. I wasn't the first balloon. Maybe I should retract yeah. my statement. Uh, but you ever do that thing with a balloon where you, you blow it up, you tie it off, and then you hold it, you put a ring, and you put the balloon in there, you pull it, and then let it go, and it shoots? Yes. Yeah, I did that. No, I've never done I've that. I've never done that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wait. I invented that, and I was like, yeah, that was dope. <laughs> <laughs> So you First you you tie the ring to the knot inside the balloon, you or just, you tie it off. You, you you put your finger like that. Right. You, you sit the balloon on top so that the tie off end is is in there, and then you pull it and let it go, and it and shoots. It shoots. Oh, shoots I see. I thought you meant like there was a like a, a ring, like some type of Sauron type mm-hmm. stuff that you would put. <laughs> <laughs> I was really confused. Like one ring to pop them all. <laughs> okay. Like, is there a certain ring that must be engraved? Does it need to be 14 karat gold? Like, can it be pressed? Is rose gold acceptable? I didn't know what was going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, and that, that's basically why we're doing this show, so you don't have to ask people like me these questions. Gotcha. You know, you can go to a show, and uh, it's, it's, it's insane. Like, I... And it's crazy because the, uh, when you asked that question about her, I was like, oh, don't give away too much. Make him go to the show. But it's so interesting what she does that you can't give anything away. Yeah. Like, you're going to go to that. You're going to see something you didn't know about. And you're going to learn probably more than you wanted to about. <laughs> yeah, and not not in a bad way. It's just like, uh, like I have information floating in my head nowadays. I'm just like, what am I going to do with this? Like, how do I? Like, I, I'm, I'm scared of what you're going to do with this, Sydney. <laughs> you should be. Uh, my one goal at all times is to take over the world. So I'm trying to do that with all the information that I can. So far, it hasn't gotten me anywhere. <laughs> well, I, I didn't know we had the brain in here. Um, so, ah, see, that's a pinky in the brain. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, more, yeah. I'm more pinky than the brain, but uh, I'm out there. <laughs> I'm out there trying. I'm good at all. So um, how do you find these practitioners? I stalk them online. <laughs> It depends. Sometimes they're people. It depends. 
sometimes there are people sometimes that I know. So there's one person in particular, Chris Ward. He um, is a Revolutionary War reenactor. We actually work together. Okay. Um, some people I might be related to. Um, uh, but then other people I actually will go and sign up on like uh, fursuiter or uh, zentai suit forums on the internet. And I kind of... Um, well, well, zentai? So uh, a zentai suit is a full body latex suit that covers the entire body, including the hands, uh, feet, and face. Okay. So think uh, Green Man from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. So there are some people who derive pleasure from wearing those suits. Is this... Now, when you're saying pleasure, is yes. that a euphemism for sexual pleasure? Sexual pleasure? Yes, pleasure? <laughs> yes so it they, is. So they derive sexual pleasure. Correct. Do all of the practitioners practitioners take, like, is the show focused upon people who, you know, take sexual pleasure, pleasure from unorthodox things or? or? Uh, no, it's, okay. um, so some episodes uh, focus on that, but there are others that, that are innocuous. They're family friendly. They're, um, you know, we had a, uh, a father and his very young daughter who's about seven and they cosplay together. We had, we interviewed the, uh, the 501st contingent Harrison Carita. Uh, um, uh, uh, so we have some episodes, um, have a more adult theme and some are, are completely family friendly and have, they're just people who are deep hobbyists and have deep passions. Yeah. And I would, I feel like there's a central theme with, the people as well because even with the the, the zentai suit where yet pleasure is a euphemism for sexual pleasure however he gets it's so much more than that for him like it's it's an identity for him okay and it also brings him in I'm, I'm, I'm speaking exclusively about him because i wanted you to get a sense of what you're going to be getting it's about community for these people Right, and it's it's all of them, and it's it's one of the most human things about what we're doing that we did. I didn't expect to to really find it to be that centrally human. You know, I, I expected to be like walking away from these interviews, like oh, I'm so glad I'm not that weirdo. You know, but just like that's <laughs> right. not what it is. Yeah. It's like I am all of these weirdos, yeah. mm-hmm. like every single one of them. So it's like I, I've been loving this experience. And I'm not gonna lie, I will I will go back to some of these things again. Yeah. Not this entire suit situation, like because I we didn't we didn't yeah that was a, that's a Stephanie thing. She likes to put on weird things and get spanked with stuff. I think Sydney is first and foremost. Oh, I was about to say, hey, Thursday night, <laughs> let's get it. I think Sydney's number one thing that he's gonna go do again is get set on fire again. You Whoa. set on fire? What 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 is that? What is set what, on fire? What is that practice? Uh well first flame, of all flame, it, was flame the, it was the practice of finding out you don't have superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> number one. Uh so this this was at uh Bar, uh, Bar 13, thirteen in Wilmington, for, Delaware. Uh, Asylum thirteen, a particular night where they uh, had yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it was a fetish uh, night. All right, yeah. And, I know about Asylum uh one of the one of the things that they had at this fetish night was a fire massage. And every single person that I watched get that fire massage got up from that fire massage as if they were just rubbed with, like, it was just like, they were just like, ah. <laughs> now, the fire massage is, they literally, what, they're setting fire to your, a your flame back. on your Did back? You? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They put uh, an accelerant on your back. It, it's, an, it's an accelerant that uh, it kind of, like, uh, it burns out quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Like a flash. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's uh, they put oh, that. Oh, 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 I thought that was a shot at the TV show. My bad. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is there is there beef about the show Flash <laughs> amongst the Black Tribbles? Is that what's what I'm to gather? No, I mean more so Arrow, but not really mm. Flash. Okay, we can talk. About I was that I was too. I was yeah. kicking up stuff. I was kicking it up. Go ahead. Okay, Sorry, but. Uh, so, you know, and, and this guy who was a personal trainer came up to me and he was like, you know, this is a really uh, relaxing thing. If you've ever been an athlete, you know that you can, uh, you can, it releases the fascia. And I was like, I don't know that word. I trust it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds <laughs> official. So I'm going to go with it. Word, yeah. word, word. Yeah. Like, In this bar. You know what? what who, who, who am I to say I'm above getting my fascia released? Right. <laughs> <laughs> So who among us? I might have too much fashion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I, that that threw me over. That threw me because like I, I feel like he looked at me, he sized me up, and saw that I considered myself athletic, and was like, I know how to get him. <laughs> he knew exactly where he to did. come at you. Because I, I I'd only say that because uh, so okay. So here's the I don't know. So one of the things that we talk about uh, safety signals, right? The safety right. signal is to you put up your left hand to let people know that too much pain. Dial it back. And this is for if you're getting whipped, if you're like whatever, for, you, for whatever, right. whatever is happening there. The left hand is the sign amongst Asylum 13 practitioners to, to dial it back. As soon as that fire hit me, it was this. Hands, it was like, hands up, don't yep. shoot, close fists. <laughs> it, was, it, it was like, and it was, a, it was an instant reaction. But then it was like, oh, okay, I see what this is doing. As soon as it burned out, but then it was like a new, it's a new thing. Every time something burns out. They do something in between, like they'll rub you with a feather or they'll go across you with a spur and then they light you on fire again in a different way. They light you on a fire, I think, three different ways. Abuse, yeah. Abuse. And where where does this happen again? See that? <laughs> Bar 13, Wilmington, Delaware, every Thursday night from 9 to 1. I'm not above a little hot wax. I'm just no. saying. No. Sounds comparable. So what? Yeah. You said they're burning you three different ways or in three different areas? Three uh, Same area, three different ways. So they, they start off with the accelerant. Mm-hmm. That burns out, and then they rub you with something to, to give you contrast. And then they uh, they do something. And I, all I remember is the third thing, because that was the that was terrifying it. one. They put foam on your back in a design. Okay. And then they light that on fire. And mm. for whatever reason, the fire doesn't just, like, burn up. It goes around the foam. Yeah. So you feel this fire dancing around your back. But it doesn't feel, like, you know, like, conceptually, you know what it's doing, but you just think... I'm on fire. Right, right. Like, this has went horribly wrong. Yes. I am on fire now. She's trying to play it cool. <laughs> you know, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, that's right. Get nine one one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was like, I mean, it, it, again, other people were there, in in enjoying it, like genuinely enjoying it. Like wow. you don't you don't see these faces of pleasure and have somebody fail. Like I, you can't you can't do it. Yeah, it was so, just genuine. Yeah. So what you're saying is. Next week we have the fundraiser, and then the following week is a rerun for the Black Triples. Our field trip. Fire. Our field trip. Field trip. You got to do it. Yeah. I mean, Black Triples on fire. That was, that, was a, that was a good night. I also got my my birthday spankings that night. Oh, I saw your social media post. Yeah, I was a little jealous. You know what? It can be your birthday anytime. Hey! hey. It's always like, a good time. It's always. Good. I mean, the thing is, like, you know, that's that's the whole point of Asylum Thirteen every every Thursday. And to circle it back, this is the mm-hmm. whole point of this show because you didn't even know you were into fire massages or could be until you know what I mean. And this I is, had an idea. 
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Uh, there was an but, inkling. I yeah. had an idea. There's did, been some hints. But did you know Did you know there were fire massages? Um, perhaps not to the to the specificity that, that, that you went through, but I, you know, I'm not surprised that there are such a thing as, as fire massages. And that's, that's what this show is, is for. I mean, right, right now, there are people into things that don't even know those things exist. Yeah, they don't know that they don't know that there's a community out there. Exactly, Indeed. that is you and know so into what we're you're trying doing. to open people up to to something that they might, you know, not just learn about somebody that's doing something interesting, but just learn about something that they might want to do themselves, that they might want to partake in. And I, and I feel like that's going to be the case. I yeah. feel like when people are scrolling through and looking at the episodes, I feel like they're going to first pick the ones where they're like, I, I want to dress up like a barbarian and hit people with a baseball bat. Like I'll click on that. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Sunday night. Yes. How much uh, research do you do going into these new um, interests? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, okay, all right. Uh, yeah, individually. Steph, let's start with you. I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> I read the notes that uh, Stephanie sends out, and Stephanie does all, all the research. Yeah. I, I tend to do a lot of uh, of research. Plus, I you know since I produce the show, I um, I find the people to interview. I set up all the interviews, so I will, like I said, go on to odd internet forums and harass people until they agree to talk to us. Nice. So uh, you know, but they're happy to. They're ha- you know, we only talk to people who are happy to to share their stories with us. But uh, I do a lot of research. She she does do a lot of research, and I feel like she's selling herself short. And it's something that you'll never even see on the show which are some of the talents that everybody's bringing to the show. Like, Stephanie is literally a master with information and curating information. And I'm not, I'm not saying that in the sense that, like, I think she's good. Like, not like, she's like Kobe. You know, it's, just, it's <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, literally, like, somebody who has put in the effort to learn how to master the curation of information. You have a master's degree in it. I, I have in, a master's in, in library science. science. I have a master's yeah. degree in library science. Literally well, a master's. That's official. Literally yeah. a master's. I didn't know you'd notice. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it literally shows by our contrast. Like, yeah, I indeed. Oh man. I, yes. literally, I go in. I go in blind to most situations because for, for me, I'm 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 very uh, reactive. Mm-hmm. And if I have time to think about something before like experiencing it firsthand, like I'll I'll be in my head too much. Yeah. So like yeah. I like I like to just go and just try to be as as empty as possible yeah and then just yeah. be open to the experience and it's your natural curiosity power you through sure go ahead yeah. set me on fire All but right. that, that almost is what drives me crazy about sydney but it's also why i'm so glad so i did like internet stalking to find him uh, in a really creepy way uh which i told him about later and you know we all shared how laughed about it yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just start well, laughing and, honestly uh, i don't yeah. find it creepy at all i oh, feel you like you should explain your technique so other people can use it to find me and then come to my shows like i feel <laughs> like i feel like that's how it should work i mean i was like that is a great thing people should be doing so what did you <laughs> what did you do so you were looking for a co-host i was looking for i was looking for a co-host because i i had this idea but i knew that i didn't have all the eggs in my basket to be able to pull it off i needed talented people who were um experienced in interviewing which uh they both are um and i had gone to a, an edutainment show hosted by um Timory, Lee. Yeah, Timory and oh, uh, no, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. And so, of course we do. And so, like, come on now, what kind of triples would we? Be? I'm kidding. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so, like a year and a half ago, I like he was a guest. Like Charles wasn't there. He, uh, Sydney was a guest um, comedian on the show. 
So it's like a year and a half later, I never saw him again, never actually talked to him. But I'm like, oh, I want to do this show. Hey, there was that one guy that I remember seeing that one time at that one event. How am I going to find that guy? Who who was that guy? I remember a specific story that he told that I don't know if we can tell. We can't. We tell can't tell that on here. Yeah, I don't think we can tell yeah, that. Yeah, not, not from a Tim Marie show. We'll, no, we'll no. save it for later. Um, but uh, it's stuck in my mind, and uh, and I use my powers of my 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 library degree, and I found I found Sydney, and and I sent him this Facebook message, and I was like, you know, hey, I saw you at that one uh, Tim Marie show. I. I think I, we met after that Timory show, and uh, why don't we get together? And I have this show I want to talk to you about. And then once we met in person, I was like, yeah, we totally didn't meet. I just thought that would make me sound less creepy for, like, internet stalking you and, like, finding you. And and I was just like, somebody likes me. No, you you <laughs> were like, yeah, we haven't met. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, yeah, yeah, so. But it, it's, uh, well, I do want to say this uh, real quick before we uh, get off the fact that we, we met at uh, DTF, the Daryl Timory Fun Hour. And uh, just to say to Daryl Charles, could have been you, dog. Ah. Could have been you. <laughs> <laughs> you were this close to being set on fire like a man. Daryl's That's my. Ooh, that is my guy. Just real quick about Daryl Charles. Like we we've been doing comedy together for a long time, and uh, if either one of us have to drop out of a show to do another show, we use each other as replacements. Well, there you go. Yeah. Daryl's cool. Very small world. See, I couldn't. <laughs> Very small I kept calling him Charles, his last name. So I'm like, it's Daryl Timory from our DTF. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's, he's yeah. family here, Daryl. Um, yep, Joker Triple. That's right. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Uh, speaking of family, uh, and Daryl Charles, he bought my kid a pack and play for uh, uh, my baby shower. Like really? my, my first son. This is back when he was still How working at Lockheed Martin, Martin, right? He was like, just dropping. Five hundred dollars for a pack and play, and uh, now he can't afford a haircut because uh, he's pursuing. Because now he's oh. doing comedy full time. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, why you gotta come at them? It's not that he can't afford a haircut. That's his thing now. I, because he can't afford a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> it's become his thing. Yeah. Because Only, I know, oh, last time yeah. I talked to Daryl, he was fully embracing the fact that he was a house husband who was also pursuing yeah, his that's, comedy. That's thing. what we do. But we also can't afford haircuts. Oh my god! <laughs> I thought I thought it was intentional. Only your best friend will come at you on international radio, like and just air it all out. Like that's because oh, that's the truth I, is. All right, yeah. Practitioners TV is going is it's up and available right now, ladies and gentlemen, up on YouTube. How can they find it on on YouTube? Go to YouTube. Uh, if you if you go on YouTube and just search for Practitioners TV, you it's will right find there. us. We need a hundred subscribers so we can get a custom uh, custom URL. So uh, like and subscribe, people. There you go. Yeah, help yeah. us customize our URL. Yeah. Pimp our URL. Most definitely. And we are and we, we will gladly help that because we are going to um Practitioners TV is going to be a part of the Black Tribbles YouTube family. We're gonna throw y'all shows up on there. Um, one, yes. of us, yep. one of us. One of us. One of us. Stronger together, baby. Stronger together. And we are gonna make you one of us. You are all going to be inducted into the Tribble Nation uh so tonight. Um, but before we do, oh, where's my t-shirt? <laughs> oh Jesus! And before we do, as part of the top ten summer, look at her dancing. Oh, yeah. As part of the top ten summer, um, we wanted to talk about the top ten crazy things that practitioners have said. Now, because you've been filming for, I think about like since last, January. Since January, yeah. right? Yeah. Filming right out of a lot of shows uh, right there in Amalgam Comics. That is correct. Yeah, that is our home. Amalgam's our home, our home away from home. When we need yeah. a spot to film and we don't have a specific uh, off-site location, mm-hmm. we film at Amalgam. We've well, seen so, we film off hours. Sometimes. We've seen you there. Yeah. 
I've seen you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've yeah. Been back when I still had dreads, remember? Right. I was still, I was, you still liked me. Oh. <laughs> back when you still, uh, see, see now he's even, trying. He don't even speak to me in the streets anymore. Me and Randy used to hang we out go at the way comic, back. comics and more in Plymouth meeting. Me and this yeah, guy it up for hours. Yeah, you remember that? Yes, I do. And now I don't have dreads anymore. Look at this. Or you I wonder how you. I wonder how y'all two remain friends. Or maybe you don't watch comics anymore. Maybe it's that. You can't afford comics yeah. anymore. He's a house hunter. Yeah, exactly. That's a, Daryl and, can't and, buy. Daryl can't get a haircut. He can't buy a Batman Red, comic. Randy knows that's exactly what happened. Yep. <laughs> when, yep. I, when yep. I have my twins. Yep. <laughs> I was like, maybe I'll get trades. Maybe I won't buy anything. Yeah. <laughs> that's yep. kind of how yep. it happens. All right. Yep. So uh, you've been filming since January. You've met the practitioners of all shapes, sizes, seats. Um, a whole bunch of them, uh, and they've said some crazy things. I understand. Well, some we've gotten some crazy quotes, some interesting quotes, interesting. some notable, notable On quotes. point quotes. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. Uh, especially we were talking about community and that sort of thing earlier. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, our number one, uh, our first quote tonight is uh, to don't loon alone. Um, don't loon alone. Don't yeah. loon yes. alone. So I take it this was Patty. Yeah. This was this was Patty. Um, this came about because. Um, Sydney has seen this. Do you want to recount this? Uh... Yeah, I think we've all seen this viral video of this guy who gets in a giant balloon because he. Oh, yeah, a... the giant one where your head is sticking out of it. Well, it's called a walk-in, a walk-in balloon, I believe. Yeah, he, gets yeah. into a... he, he went all the way. Oh, okay. You bring yeah, a knife yeah. with you. And uh, which, Don't loon alone. Yeah, which seems like a great idea, right? And so you, he's in his balloon, and he realizes that it's, it's not what he thought it was going to be, so now he's trying to get out. And uh, But if you do have a knife sometimes, right? You Think about it. It's a balloon. You blow it up. What's going to happen if you poke it with a knife? No, it's going to it's going to And constrict sl- you yeah, in a balloon swing, cocoon. Yeah. <laughs> balloon oh, wow. Cocoon. Yeah, Sounds so great, don't loon alone. Yeah. You, gotta, yeah. you need a spotter if you're going to get it. Yeah, if you're going to get inside a walk-in balloon, have a spotter that can break you out of it. But I think it also speaks yeah. to the general like. Do it with I, friends. I, I thought it Have was good friends. because it, yeah. it build a community and that sort of thing as well. You know, I thought it served both the specific purpose and a, a general purpose. Indeed, it uh, does. Build a community and it can kill you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <coughs> well, I mean, welcome to any community, right? If you can't kill you, it's not worth it. <laughs> okay. So facts. number one, facts, <laughs> facts, 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 facts. facts. Number one, don't loon alone. Yep. I like that. Okay. What's next? We have, uh, I can hear the ocean. I can hear the ocean. I can yeah. hear the ocean. Yeah. The, uh, something and, tells and me it doesn't have anything to do <laughs> with seashells. No, this is uh, a gentleman wearing a, uh, a Zentai suit. A well, le- oh, excuse me, a leather or latex. Talk to the mic. Uh, a leather or latex suit. Um, Would you want me to? Go for it. Go so, for uh, it. So this was our Zentai practitioner, but he also has a latex fetish. And so we went to a convention with him where he was wearing a Spider-Man uh, full latex suit. And to get into that suit, he had to use a silicone lube. Uh, squirt that inside the suit so he could get in it. And so while we were interviewing him, we captured sounds of him wiggling his arms like a, like a chicken so we could hear the fluid uh, inside. And so this is actually something that you can see. We have a teaser trailer up. Uh, I am so intrigued by this. <laughs> and so uh, that quote is actually from Sydney because as the man is wiggling his arms around, um, Sydney goes in and listens and says, it's, it's like a seashell. I can hear the ocean. <laughs> Sydney is silly. <laughs> but, but you, but it's you, you, you got to hear it. You got to like, hear it. Because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's another level of what you hear in a seashell. Because you literally hear like waves crashing. 
That's what it sounds like. It sounds like waves. It was amazing. The pier. It was. <laughs> During the sunset. Bumper cars and a carousel. <laughs> yeah, next... Little kids at, pl- at play with cotton candy. Uh, uh, speaking of Sydney quotes. Oh. So our, our next quote is uh, from me. So we're interviewing. So the quote is, so you're not going to wear a cup? Okay. Yep. All right. I know where that's going. Which yeah, exactly. You you know. We had no idea how. Uh, what, is, what is the word I'm looking for? So Sydney knows how to manipulate the universe. Oh my God. And he manifests <laughs> things <laughs> into being <laughs> by speaking them into existence. Stop it. Stop it. You're giving me. He's been. Okay. So he was wondering the same thing, by the way. Eric, Eric, is, Eric by the way, uh, does a lot of our uh, production support. So he's, he's filming. He's helping us with a lot of the sound stuff, editing. And he's he's also he he you know he's he's filled in some blanks for us with questions mm-hmm. for us to ask a couple times too. So and, and he's going to be our artist for the five hundred first episode. Absolutely. That as well. Yes, absolutely. And so basically, we're with the Barbarian Horde. Okay. Uh, the two Chucks, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And they get together and they reenact barbarian battles. And it's it, it's not LARPing. It's like what LARPers do when they grow up. It's it's intense. It's it's, it's in, intense. It's intense. That's the thing that I referred to the hidden with the baseball bats. Like these weapons are wood. There's no padding on them. They're armored up. They're they're armored. Right. But you're still getting knocked upside the head with a baseball bat wearing your armor. So he explained to us that they also have crossbows there. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're not. They don't. They don't have a point. They have like a ball on the end. Yeah. But they're still flying. Yeah. It's like a hard rubber ball on the end. Yeah. Of they're it. they're fast. They're yeah. over eighty miles per hour. And so I asked. I asked him if he has a cup on, and he was like, no. So you're not going to wear a cup? You got, cro- you got crossbow bolts flying out of nowhere? Yeah. And he said, I've been doing this for 30 years. Never needed a cup. <laughs> <laughs> the <Well>. first battle. <laughs> the very first battle. On camera. He was shot in the, the cup groin. area yeah. with a crossbow. Yep. Yeah, projectile right to the nethers. Eric keeps blaming that on me, but here's the deal. I looked at him, and that like he kind of like threw the question into me. Do you know what I mean? It was right, right. Like he he was like he had this look on his face, like like are you gonna ask her or am I gonna ask? That's exactly what he had. You knew you knew it, so you know that about him, right? Yeah. He looked at he was like you're really not gonna ask this man if so. I had to do it. He it was pressure. It was peer pressure. <laughs> it's peer pressure. And he tried to blame and they both blame it on me. Uh but you know, if I had that type of power I, I would be able to afford a haircut. So, uh, so I, I take it it was not a pleasant experience when this gentleman Not for him. Had his... I felt right. <laughs> <laughs> I was good. Like, it wasn't yeah. that bad. Because he, he was continued, up after he that, you know what I mean. Fight. So yeah. he fought after that first bat. He was down for a minute. He walked it off. You know, rubbed yeah. some dirt on it. He was fine. <laughs> but then rubbed dirt on it. Yes. But then yeah. I think he like separated a pectoral he, muscle. Yeah, like yeah. he was like laid out like a big ice mound on yeah. the joint. Like all right, I'll go to the ER on Monday because t- if I go tonight, they're just gonna give me Advil after I've been sitting there six hours. So I'm just gonna take these Viking and I'll go on Monday. So anybody got a beer? Yeah, he was, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's that, some tough, that's, tough that's guys. The yeah, there's like the, of, basically like it's, it's a matter of time till you get hurt. Oh yeah, every, everybody's yeah. gonna get hurt. You're gonna get hurt. Wow, and, and that's that's part of it. That's, and it's fun. They do that all the time. Yeah, it's 
like the Clash of the Titans. It's it's uh, it's impressive. It's super impressive. It's it's the closest you will get to being able to see what that type of war at that time looked like without being in that type of war. It is it's intense. Like those people want to win. They have two different sides, two different factions, and each each people want to win, but there can only be one. You it's know? not a reenactment. They no. fight. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally like I had I had phlegm and I was mid swallowed. I was like, oh god, there's my cue. <laughs> All right, what's next? Next we have uh, don't smoke in the tent. I mean that makes sense. Well, it depends on what tent, but <laughs> that one was from our Revolutionary War reenactor. Uh, okay. He's actually part of the he he reenacts the uh, British Brigade, and he's part of the artillery. He had a case of gunpowder in his tent, and so he's like, "Oh yeah, don't smoke in here because there's a case of gunpowder right there." And so we were interviewing in his tent, and uh, yeah, we actually got uh, we actually attached a GoPro to uh, his cannon. And got some footage, uh, oh, some nice. cannon cam, cannon cam footage of the uh, cannon going off. So oh, snap. That's going to be a fun. That's going to be yeah, cool. It it's going to be a fun it's pretty, one. It's pretty cool. And I know like, the, like a lot of those uh, reenactors from the Revolutionary War, they, re- they, I know they are hardcore. They get yeah. into it. And it's kind of, it's really epic. It's really cool. It is. Being out on the battlefield, smelling the, yeah. like the, the gunpowder going off. It was like the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it was, uh, so Simon is our director. And he also helps kind of guide us when if we ever get off track. And I, I don't want to em, em, embarrass him by saying that he's like an expert on, on certain matters of history. But that was the one time he couldn't show up. So it was <laughs> Oh, like, wow. We were literally at a Revolutionary War reenactment without our Revolutionary War expert. So it was, uh, it was, it was, that, that was, it was sad to not have him there. But uh, I also feel good that I got to see the cannon fire and he did it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spiteful. I, no, it's not spiteful. I build my self-esteem with the small victories. <laughs> Yo, I'm using that. The next time someone tries to call me petty, I'll be like, no, I'm not petty. I build my self-esteem by noting small victories <laughs> vis-a-vis that choice of shoe color. I don't know. <laughs> nice. All right, what, where, where are we going? Wait, what? Uh, the next one is put your hands where my eyes can see. Put your hands where my eyes can see. Correct. Not just a quote from a song. Buster, yeah, I was going to say Buster Rhymes. I, yeah, yeah. And when I heard that, I was like, what did you just say? Did you really just say that? Do you want to? No, go ahead. I mean, this is your world. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Oh. Yeah, yeah. So this so, is at our furry convention. I'm going to set Stephanie up. Yeah. So, so a furry I, convention, which yeah. is, I know. Is the, so fursuiters, people that like to dress in, yes. uh, in uh, they take on a fursona or an animal persona. And they dress in, in fur suits or sometimes just wear like ears or a tail. Right. And so we went to, we spoke to uh, Natasha Johnson, who is the uh, co-chair of the Furthermore Convention. Uh, de- of the Furthermore. Furthermore. It usually happens in Baltimore. But this time it was in uh, Tyson's nice. Corner, Virginia. Yeah. Nice. The puns alone. The puns alone. Nice. Yeah. 10 Furthermore. points. Yeah. 10 yeah, points. It's, yeah. And it's, and it's, by the way, that's with all of these practitioners. They, they, they are a punny group. They're a punny group. Very punny. Ah, <laughs> you see what I did there? Hey, I'm here all night, or at least so, for the 15 minutes. <laughs> that, there is, and, and again, this is uh, the fursuiters are what people traditionally relate to some sort of sexual fetish. And really, it's because of that episode of Real Sex that came out on HBO yeah. Yeah. years ago that only highlighted that one aspect of fursuiters. They weren't, it, it, was like, it, was, it wasn't misinformation. 
It's like these are adults. It, yeah, There's alcohol. These are real things. Consenting things happen, you know. But that's that's as auxiliary as it is for people outside of first seats, right? You know. So, but it is a community, and it's a very loving, embracing community. But you can't just embrace without a certain type of permission, and that's where... So, uh, put your hands where my eyes can see, is uh, how you ask a fursuiter for a hug. So, you have to put your hands up where they can see them, because they're wearing a, a like a, a full like head, right. a full head, and they've got like tiny little eyes. So, you have to put your hands up where they can see them, and that's how you ask for a hug. And then, if they put their arms out, you can go on in for it. It makes sense. Nice, nice your your vision's restricted, and exactly. someone just comes up to you like, "Hey, yeah, for yeah. a quick Somebody squeeze." You have to ask for a hug. You're not, a and they put signs up at at the convention that say, "You know, you have to ask for consent." You know, before you hug, you just can't go up to a fur suitor and grab them. I will say this: I think somebody should have gotten Buster Rhymes' furniture for that first. How do you know Buster Rhymes didn't give it yeah. to him? Yeah, no, Buster Rhymes so. is the main attraction. I say he's, okay. in, he's right, the mascot. So, right, that's fine. And it's the thing is, you never know where he is or who he is. Okay, he's all right, that's, then that's fine. Suit. That's fine. So, and that's that's really important to know. Uh, jot that down. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it, it's and you 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 were thinking, well, why do you need something like that? Because when you like us, me not being in the first suit, I'm walking around, and I promise you, I just you just want to gr- like they're all they yeah. look so soft. Yeah, you I can see it. Just give it, just grab them, and I. So I, I understand. It makes perfect sense, yeah. especially uh, uh, it's right along the lines of you know um, what's the cosplay? Uh, it's not co- cosplay is not consent. It's not consent, you know. It, that's exactly. It's, it's right along the same line, so exactly it makes perfect sense. And, and it's like uh, I, I love the idea of like somebody wearing a first suit and another person in a fair suit just grab a hug without asking, and then they're like, "Oh, dude, stop being weird! <laughs> you know, like, sure, get, right? off, get off me!" So it's like it's it's pretty cool. And that leads right into our next quote, which is, consent is king. And this is from uh, Bar 13, uh, 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 the kink staff, all of that. The kink? Kink. Okay, kink staff. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Where it was clearly posted about all their uh, rules and regulations that you had to go through, uh, uh, consent, waivers, uh, etc. before you got and tied to, uh, yes, get to play. Uh, Um, Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Oh, hey, yeah. You gotta, you know, CYA, all day. Absolutely, that's and, what that's and about. consent, consent to whatever you're doing. Okay. So, something tells me that Stephanie carries those waivers around with her. Like, oh, I already got it. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> I'm good. I'm covered for everything. I may have signed a waiver while I was there. I'm sure you did. I, I indeed did. She, but to be fair, she also has a binder full of waivers. I do. <laughs> She's got a waiver app. Yeah, <laughs> Sign your life away right there. Yeah. What's, what's number are we up to now? We, uh, we are at, uh, we're now at seven. Number seven on number the seven. top ten. Number seven. Crazy things that practitioners well, I think say. we can get through these pretty quick. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. The next one is uh, the sounds. The sounds. That's it, just the sounds? The sounds. The I don't sounds. know if you've ever heard a competitive eater up close, but... <laughs> oh, I have. Yeah, man. I have. I went to... Uh, Gastric athletes. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess, the, I guess you could say whoa, that. Whoa, whoa. Gastrolites. Ga- excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Gastrolites. Right, right. I, I went to uh, um, um, the Wing Bowl one, once, and that was... Uh, <laughs> ooh. That was epic. That was... Yeah, so quite we, a lot. we were with a competitive eater while he went to, uh, what was the restaurant called? Uh, Steak and Main in Northeast Maryland, and we interviewed John Oink Oink Bradley. John 
Oink Oink Bradley, yeah. who uh, actually competed in the wing in the Wing Bowl. Uh, I think this year. Yeah, he was he was fourth place in the Wing Bowl, I believe. And uh, you know, it, it, it's funny because I met him. I met him in a. Uh, I was doing something for charity, and I had to competitive eat against him. Oh, cool! And it was like there were sandwiches at, at Campos in Philly. Okay. And he he was just. I don't think he chewed. He yeah. he, he ate like uh, what's the, what's the guy that eats the burgers on? Uh, if you give me a burger on uh, Wimpy, Wimpy yeah, dude, that's yeah. how he was like eating. This, it was just disappearing, you know. <laughs> so it was like we we gotta interview this guy, and uh, so he was at uh, Steak in Maine, and he was competing in their. Great uh, steak which is a great steak. It's like... Is that the one where they give you like the really large steak and you have to try and finish? 100 ounces of steak. I ate a 48 ounce. That yeah. was, that was yeah. my limit. You get, I think, four different cuts of steak? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And they're delicious steak. And it's like... <clears throat> and there's also two sides. Uh, I think it was a pound and a half of sides and 100 ounces of steak. Jeez. And mm-hmm. the goal is to finish it at all. And their timing. Their timing, you get put up on a board. Yeah, yeah. And was, was there a time limit? There, I think you have an hour to do it, yeah, or you have to pay for you the have entire to pay for meal. Do you, can you take a break for an appetite enhancer? No, you absolutely yeah, you gotta go no. Eat, you got to eat straight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No breaks. You couldn't get up. Uh, you yeah, you can't go to the bathroom. Yeah, no, because I've been yeah. to a couple of those. No, they don't let you go to the bathroom. You have like like sides and stuff like like mashed potatoes or something like that to kind of break it up, and then they, you can if it's a uh, like something that's spicy, they will provide milk. Um, or just like a water, like you can't even have like too much stuff like soda because they don't. What they don't want to happen is like a weird chain reaction from people and people getting sick and stuff like that. So they they set up like per there's rules and usually they have when you ask for the challenge they put they give you like the little mat did they give you, they give the mat of like the rules oh, like oh, got yeah. them oh absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, the the final rule on the list is if you lose it you lose yeah. Yeah. So, so, so the so the quote is the sound. So what about the sounds? What is it's just? So we're I mean we're up close. Like it's it's uh, he's eating steak, and he's eating it for speed, right? Which is if it <laughs> if it was only that, <laughs> you yeah. know? Because he's wiggling, he's dancing, he's yeah. trying to he's everything you know, to get it. Yeah, he's oh yeah. Chant, he's trying. And, he's, and he's, you know, everything is using all a of plunger it. to you know. <laughs> Ew. Like, Ew. Like, Ew. Grunts. Those are the yeah. sounds. Oh, oh, God. Now, here we go. Here we go. Ready? Ready? That sound with that sound at the exact same time. So here we go. Just keep going. Go. Keep going. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, the no. The combination no. of those two sounds. Yeah. All right, Len. All right, all right, all right. Thank person. you. One person. Yeah, huge <laughs> grunts. It, yeah, it's so, it was like a lion <laughs> eating a gazelle. So one person. You're listening right to Listen to one person. Rob, rob, rob. It's like my date life. While we're on eating, should we skip to... Yeah. What is the full quote here? I got to say this one. So our next one is... When it comes to drinking someone's blood, I prefer vegetarians, non-smokers, and non-drinkers. <laughs> uh, did you uh, did you talk to Nana? Who do? No, vampire no, friend. no, it wasn't Nana. They was fa- they fa- they, no, it was somebody else. They found another vampire. There are more yeah. vampires. Oh, this is this is a vampire hunter slash researcher. Yes, a yes. He hunter. also he just also happens to have a blood fetish. His his Niles? whole purpose of. Uh, hunting and researching vampires, from what I gathered, is to himself become a vampire. To be turned mm. into a, a vampire. Mm. Yeah. He's, he's looking for a hookup. 
<laughs> the insider trading. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess you just can't. You know, they don't have that on eHarmony. <laughs> what is your religion? Christian, other, Catholic, Buddhist, Muslim, Judaism, uh, vampirism. So what we're talking and about? And Shinto. Vampires yeah. and bad people. Our uh, next quote is uh, bad guys doing good. And this is talking about the 501st Legion. Um, mm. Garrison Carita. Gar- yeah, Garrison yeah. Carita, um, who all dress up as uh, Star Wars characters, specifically Empire, uh, right. Empire Star Wars characters, and they fundraise that way, um, fundraise for various charities. I believe we caught them um, fundraising for Toys for Tots. Is that correct? Um, it, it was a lot of fun. That film shoot was a lot of fun. I, I, I Eric will be the uh, artist for that shoot. I hope he has something to equal or uh, uh, make more amazing what we saw there. Oh, yeah, it's definitely going to be something good. It's going to be something visual, something delicious, and something new. That's not, and the 501, they, they like, they're, like, world famous. Like, yeah, absolutely. Official. And they're just cool, cool guys at um, what they're doing, you know? Uh, are we at the end? Because it's almost... Yep. Last one. Last one. Uh, it's as tough as you can be being a dork. So that came from our Renaissance reenactors. Okay. Um, we interviewed the reigning, uh, at the time they were prince and princess, but now they're the reigning king of the East Kingdom for the Society for Creative Anachronism, Honig and Ionis. And um, so that quote... God bless you. <laughs> Excuse me? For real. So, <laughs> I sound like you just insulted everybody in here. <laughs> like, what did you call me? <laughs> yeah, right? So Honig and Ionis, the queen and king, okay. reigning queen oh, and king. All right. Okay, two names. Of the East East Kingdom, specifically, for the Society of Creative Anachronism. And that quote is um, uh, in reference to the the fighting style that they do. Um, As Sydney said, um, so the event that we went to with the barbarians was actually a Society for Creative Anachronism, an SCA event, where the barbarian horde will come and they'll also fight the the Renaissance reenactors. Oh, wow. So Mm -hmm. they just invade. They do. That sounds so, um, so when we, were, when we were speaking to their royal highnesses, uh, now their royal majesties, um, uh, they fight as well. And so they said that uh, uh, it's a, so that kind of heavy fighting, the rattan fighting and getting hit, the equivalent of a baseball bat while you're wearing mar- armor, is as tough as you can be being a dork. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. I- I don't know how you get hit with a baseball bat and stay a dork. I feel like as soon as you get <laughs> yeah, hit right. that one time, oh, that dork level just, up. Yeah, just woof. It is on. Yeah, you know, for it real. Is, uh, it is because it's it's like in in that moment, it's hit with a bat or be hit with a bat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'd ra- like if 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 I had my say, I'd rather it be you. Good exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So it's uh, it, it gets. You gotta look at me when you say it. That's it. That's <laughs> oh no, 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 no. <laughs> well, I didn't wanna. I think you meant you in the general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no I looked no, at you. I pointed at Randy. Yeah, he. Was, there, was, <laughs> there was some subliminal stuff there. I'm yeah, so yeah, upset yeah. about. That's, that's, that's fine. That's fine. I totally understand it. I totally understand it. I had dread. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, it. And that's just like that's just teasing you, ladies and gentlemen. That's just teasing you, tickling you with, with, with fire, if you will, um, because that is what's coming your way on the inaugural season of Practitioners TV, 
that is going to be uh, it's debuted on YouTube right now. It is it is up there. You can see like a little mini episode, and and there's going to be new episodes like about once like once a week. Well, every every episode has <clears throat> two parts. They have a, right. a, a full episode and then a mini episode the resulting week. So there there's uh, two weeks on a theme. So every week is going to be something new. Absolutely. Nice. Something new on practice. So go TV. to the Facebook page now, like that, and not only that, just subscribe so you don't have to think about it. Exactly. It'll come to you. Just it'll let you know. Just subscribe to it on YouTube. You don't have to put too much thought into it, and you get to see something new every week that you're going to be introduced to in a way that you wouldn't any other way without watching the show. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't see it out there. It's not out there. All right. It's 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 already ten fifty seven, and uh, we've. My God, we've got to get out of here. All right, so uh, we want to induct y'all into the Triple Nation. That means you got to give yourself a triple name that indicates where your geek lies. What are you going to be? Quick. <laughs> Beta Z Triple. Beta Z Triple. If it's not taken. Oh. <laughs> it's yours now. Um, Simon. I assume Vexillology Triple is still available. I think. I you, think. you just made it, man. Yeah. Somebody was asking about it, but they ain't hit us back. Yeah, it's too late so, to read the email, so uh, you're lucky. Right. Man. <laughs> that was so close. Cool. I'm so nervous. Okay. Captain Action Triple? Captain nice. Action Captain Triple. Action. Wow, going old school. All right, I like that. All right, but it ain't official. Not until the Master Triple says so. So, E, get to talking. All right, so from here on out, it's a fairly painless procedure. Just repeat after me. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. I'm, I'm a, a triple furry. furry. I'm a triple true. From the way I roll to the way I coo. From the way I roll to the way I coo. So shall it be said, so shall it be done. Welcome to the nation. Beta Z triple, Vexology triple, and Captain Action triple. Yes, Practitioners yeah. TV. Looking it up on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. Like them on Facebook and follow them on Twitter uh, next week. Next week, the fun drive of, of WPPM kicks off. And next week, that means next week right here, live in studio, the Black Tribbles, we're going to be disrobing for dollars. That's right. We're going to get you all to be the donate, first time. donate uh, all of your, your shekels for this uh, fantastic radio station. And we're going to take off a piece of clothing one at a time. It's going to be the Bat Tribble, Super Tribble, Spider Tribble, Storm Tribble, Master Tribble. And now... Beta Z Tribble is going to be in here doing a funky fan dance as well, ladies and gentlemen. She's got fans for Kennedy, too. She's got fans for Jay. We're going to be fan dancing all over this place. We're going to be disrobing for dollars live right here in the studios of, of, G, of WPBM. Rocking out on Facebook Live for all of the Tribbles in here. I'm the Bat Tribble. It's time to get out of here. And parting, we say. Hailing frequencies closed, Captain. Ah!